Let's kick it off. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, welcome to the first episode of, uh, I mean, right now we're calling it Sheer Effort. I like that name, but we haven't even talked about the name yet. We are here at the Royal Barbershop in Ukiah, California, sitting down with some of the crew from the shop here. And by the way, my name is Greg Gates Jr. I am here in Ukiah, and I'm not even a barber. I'm just excited to come here and work with these fellas, kicking off this show, figuring out how to share value of what they're doing to get ahead, not only in their job, but in their lives, right? And so, uh, can we kick it around the room, introduce yourself, who you are, and uh, how long you've been at the shop? What's up, everybody? Scissorface the Barber here. Follow me online, uh, Instagram. Scissorface the Barber? I like that. Scissorface the Barber. I like that. You know, um, I've been at the Royal for six years. Uh, It's been going on for a while. We're making moves and making it happen. Nice, nice. My name's uh, Josh Delgado. Go by JD Bar on Instagram. Uh, work in, been working here at the shop for about six years now. Uh, with Mark and my boy Dante over here. He holding down the mixer right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, I got. A, I'm very excited about things we're doing here at the shop, and uh, I can't wait to share some of the things that brought me here today with you guys, and hopefully. If y'all, if y'all got anything you have uh, to share, uh, go ahead and drop a comment. But let's, uh, let's, definitely, um, let's definitely get some uh, feedback on what you guys think is important um, about your journey to partners. Yeah, and I got to tell you, those of you catching this podcast, this show later on, uh, JD is uh, throwing up uh, the Instagram Live right now on his feed. Um, and that's what's going to be a theme of this as we get this going. We're going to try to do this a bunch of different ways. We have cameras going in the background. We're recording the audio so we can put it out later. Because we want to provide value, share our stories, but more importantly, help people up along the way with what they're up to. Introduce yourself, sir. So I'm Dante Graham. Follow me on Instagram, Music by the Graham. MBG underscore Music by the Graham. Um, I'm owner of the shop. Um, it's been a long journey to get to where we're at, but we're here. How long yeah. have you been open? Uh, six years. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So did you all come in together and get it started together? Pretty so, much. Yeah, so it started with me, me and Mark and another guy. Uh, and it was rough at first starting a new business, you know. Uh, I appreciate Mark sticking with me because the other guy left. And, and Mark really was like the backbone of the shop starting out because he didn't have clients, I didn't have clients, bills are due, you know. So I started working another job so that way I can keep the money flow going in so that way he could build his clientele and keep paying the bills. And then uh, one day I was pulling into a McDonald's uh, and I saw a dude, he had a design on his head, and I was like, man, that's a nice design, who cut your hair? And then he was saying, oh, my buddy Josh. And I was like, so does he got a card or anything? And he goes, no, I don't have a card or nothing. So I was like, well, here's my card. I gave him my card, and, uh, but I didn't hear anything back, you know? And I never saw the dude again, I stopped eating at McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> and then, I went down to get, so I own the shop in Ukiah, but I couldn't get my hair cut here. You know what I mean? Nobody could cut my hair. So I was still going down to Santa Rosa. Shout out to West Coast Cuts. 
for hooking me up back in the day and also introducing me to Josh. So Jerry was like, no, I got, I had a barber battle. I got a dude that's pretty nice. He lives in your area. You should hit him up. So he gave me the number. I guess Josh and Jerry had to exchange numbers at the battle. So he gave me his number. I called him up. He cut my hair in his kitchen. And from there, it's like, it's been history. Like, you know, he went to school. He did what he had to do. I did what I had to do. Mark at that time still been holding us down. You know what I mean? Keeping everything afloat at the shop, running things. And uh, eventually it just started to like snowball and catch wind with the, with the community. When you all met Josh, were you just kicking off your journey as a barber just then? When I, when I met Dante, I had just moved out here from Florida. Were you in Ukiah? Yeah, I was here in Ukiah. Okay. So I moved out here from Florida. Uh, and then uh, I just I came out here to play basketball originally. I played for a year and I stopped playing. Uh, long story short, I, I started cutting hair again uh, at my apartment and then I went to a barber battle. After that bar battle, I got a phone call from Dante. I didn't even know him at the time, uh, but he called me because uh, I was referred to him by a buddy of mine that threw the bar battle, shout out to Jerry. Um, and after that, shoot, I got a job. So once I got hired here, I was able to find the program for me to go to school, which is an apprenticeship program that I uh, went to called JC Studio, and I work with them all the time now, I actually teach there uh, occasionally. And through that program, I was actually able to start my creative partner. So it just, the way it all came together, it was just like, man, I felt so blessed. Because everybody didn't really like, get those opportunities and like for them to like lead to the next thing and to, for it to work out, yeah, yeah. it's like, man, I feel grateful. Cause Things don't always work out for everybody, you know? No, and, no, yeah. I was fortunate. I mean, I've had my, like, I came out here play basketball. I heard, got hurt. Um, I heard, got hurt in Florida before I moved, so that's the reason I came out here. And then for me to end up being a barber and it going well for me, like, I never thought I would be here. I, one of my favorite sayings, I think I might have mentioned it last time we hung out and recorded something together, is there's no straight path to success. No. Like, you know, like you're, you're loving the success you're having and what you're doing and you're loving what you're doing. Yeah. But that was not your original intention, right? No. So, yeah. I mean, I always loved hair, but I never thought it would, like, be what it is. You know? Yeah. Like, it's so much opportunity in the hair industry. And, like, for us to be sitting here doing a podcast and trying to just talk about what we do every day, communicate and talk to other barbers, it's like amazing to me. Yeah, well, Mark, you, uh, I've, now I'm hearing it from both of them and just you mentioning kind of like you've been here since the start, that idea of consistency, a backbone. Um, what was it like for you? Like what were the, what was the getting into doing the haircutting? How did you get into it? Um, well, for a long time, I started off doing construction. Okay. And so here in this area, yeah, I was, okay. you know, working on, you know, trying trying to build that up, and I want to build houses. And then I just started just kind of being a gypsy for a minute, you know, just started running around, traveling different states, cities, you know, I, you know, from <laughs> gypsy, yeah. from, from Salt Lake City, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Texas. No I, was, I was running around a little bit everywhere. And then one time I was I was in Salt Lake City, but I lived in Portland at the time. Um, my grandma called me and she was one of the main teachers at the beauty college here. She found out through family that I was trying to go to barber school because I was trying to 
do something in Portland, you know, so I made it to a city. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm in the city. I'm going to try and do this career, get it going. Yeah, a, lot of people, a lot of people told me not to be a barber. They told me I should do, you know, if I'm going to get in the hair industry, I should just go into salon work because you make so more money and do all this. On that, I want to rewind on that. Uh, was it people that uh, you grew up with, family, uh, friends, or who were you hearing that, uh, like, this might not be, like, not, who was kind of, like, pushing not, you in the other direction? Not so much, like, family, friends, but, like, just, you know, just, like, you know, more acquaintances, random uh-huh. people I would talk to, you know, I told them I want to be a barber, and like, a lot of people I knew were like, hey man, go for it, be cool, you know, but a lot of people try, you know, I got, I got kind of pushed into a direction of possibly doing, um, you know, cosmetology and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. because as a cosmetologist, you know, you can charge, you know, $200 for, you know, service or whatever, and they're like, you'll make more money doing this, and I was like, I don't want to do that, I don't, you know, like, I don't want to work in a woman's world, I, I, I like the... I like I like the vibe of the barbershop, you know, like you know, and you know, I just that's so. cool, man. Cause like you were like, all right, this is not a means to an end for me. I'm not. It's not about how much money I can make. It's about it's the things I'm passionate and enjoying the lifestyle. The lifestyle, you know. Right? And I, I just I mean, if you're living nomadically, you're making that choice of like I want to make choices that are uh, money based. And I, I mean, you know, all the little cities I ran around too. You know, I had, I had a little, you know, pair of wall designers, you know, that I thought was the best clipper I've ever had in my life. And it was a pretty low-end clipper, you know? I have to think about it now, and I'm just like, hey, you know, it is, it is what it is. And, you know, I was doing haircuts, you know, in my bathroom, garages, and different places around the city. And, you know, like, when I was in Portland, you know, I started cutting all my roommates, because, I mean, I lived with 12 people in one house, you know? And so we are all just cutting, doing our thing there. And, you know, but I jumped in a car with some buddies, headed down to Salt Lake City. My grandma gave me a call and said, hey, you want to start barber school? You know, we'll get you on a scholarship. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah. I was like, cool. I will be there in a week and a half. Yeah. And so I I was doing construction at the time in Salt Lake. I jumped, you know, I took, took my earnings, bought a plane ticket, headed back to Portland, packed all my stuff up at that house. My buddy, my buddy, you know, is in the military. He... You know, picked me up because he was living in Seattle. We drove back to California and I planted. Made it back to Ukiah, went to start a school and it was a wrap. And then and then through throughout, you know, throughout barber school, you know, I was going in and you know, I met met Dante and you know met Dante while we were in school. I was I was close to being finished and you know he the first thing I ever heard from him, he was just like Yo, Mark, I'm gonna open up a barbershop. And I'm like, all right, that sounds cool. Let me know when it happens. Right, and right. so, you know, the, the day the day he opened, as he was talking about it, I was I had a barbershop set up in my in my garage. Yeah. You know, yeah. like down, you know, just downtown in Kaya, just chilling, you know. I had clients there, you know, it's just a hassle, you know, having people come to your house and you don't even know them sometimes. You're like, man, I don't want you seeing my stuff. Yeah. You know, like, why are you here? And then the day this place opened, I showed up the same day that they opened up. I'm like, hey, what's up? What can I do? How do I get in here? And he was just like, oh, all right. Well, so, so when I see Mark in school, he graduated before me and he came in and was talking to the owner of the school it was like, Hey, you know, can you help me out with like getting work or whatever? Or, or you know, he's still trying to find his path. And I overheard him, and I was like, "Well, how come you're not working? You know, because there's a ton of salons going on. You know what I mean?" And I was pretty much telling everybody at the school that I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. 
which also made it like once you speak and you put it out there, you got to do it now. Yeah, public peer pressure. Right. Yeah. You got to do it now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that actually helped me in that process. But I was also trying to recruit because I couldn't do it by myself. Sure. You know what I mean? So when I realized, I was like, I looked at Mark Richard and I was like, man, there's all these salons out there. He's not working. Is he going to be a good worker? And all these other things that from put money into something trying to start to do. This was one of my things I thought about and was questioning. And I just came up to him and I was like, yo, how come you're not working over these other places that, you know, you can work and he just sort of told me, like, I don't want to be smelling salon, perms, and I hate perms, like all that, all those kind of like things. And I, I want to be in a barbershop atmosphere. When he told me that, I was like, this is rad. This is, this is it right here. Yeah, so you mentioned, like, as you were kicking off this shop, that you were, like, because this is the other important part, I think. Every single one of us here, as we pursue our passion projects, as we pursue creating new businesses or, you know, new entrepreneurial endeavors, we're doing other things too. And that's something that we do not see enough out there in the public, in the media, on the social media, is everyone's like, make it big doing this one thing. It's like, yeah, if you're doing that while, if you're going to do it right, you're doing seven other things. After. What were you doing to make ends? Because you were saying, like, you're starting this off. It's not putting out money right away. So right. What, what else were you doing to so, pay the bills? So um, I started working. Uh, I was doing some documentary work, um, music stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I also had this program through the I'm, I'm ex-military. Okay. So um, I was getting paid. It was like a... Uh, it's kind of something like the GI Bill, but it, it was like a yellow ribbon yeah. kind of thing. So I was getting, I went to school uh, at a place called Expression College to learn sound engineering. Uh, and uh, I was getting paid to go to school and, you know, uh, cost of living and things like that. So I was pocketing everything I could yeah. to like make this work. So I stopped going to Expression College, transferred into barbering. And I was still getting that cost of living pay as if I was going to school in the Bay Area. So that's how I like saved my money. When, when you were trying to like really stack the cash to make the moves to build out a business, what were some of the things you didn't buy? Like that, this, because, you know, I don't know if I said it before, but Greg Chats Cash, that's what I do. Um, it's all about like, all right, we're not talking about what we're not buying to make our, you know, and pursue you, our dreams. Like what you're giving up, right? Like, exactly. What, exactly. What are some of the things that you were like, you know, I want this in my life, but I'm not going to do so it. So I ate top ramen for a, a, there you go. a lot. There you go. I ate, like, I can make me top ramen. And what's crazy is they got these food stands that sell top ramen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like top ramen. I got a lot. Because I did that. So I bought my house by eating top ramen. I'm not saying this is the healthiest thing, but I had to cut some corners yeah. and sacrifice, yeah. right? So, and I did it again, opening the shop. And I just saved, you know, all my money and, um, and just yeah. grinded it out. Yeah, yeah. And then when I opened the shop, I didn't buy the glitz and glamour chairs. Like, I just recently started getting these chairs. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you, uh, met, you mentioned before. We had some bummy equipment. You, well, you mentioned yeah. before, <laughs> Josh, I'm wondering just about this for you, is like, as starting out as barbers, like, you posted something the other day, uh, or shared it with us, about the tools versus the technique. 
Right. It's not about the tools. Like you mentioned a wall. Oh, yeah. To Clipper to start off. Like what were your experiences at not buying the latest and greatest of gear, tech, equipment? What did you do to push that off for a bit? What did you do to, to delay the gratification and learn the talent first? I mean, shoot, you just had to, you had to do what you had. You had to like work what you had. So I couldn't afford the best clippers, but I, I learned what I had and eventually I was able to make enough money to get the good stuff, you know? Because, I mean, the tool the tool helps as long as you're doing it, as long as you're using it for the right job, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, like when I was first learning, I had, I had two tools, right? So with those two tools, you try to figure out how to do everything with those two tools. But in reality, you could do it, but if you had a couple other tools, it made the haircut better, or like, it made it, it made the doing the actual haircut more comfortable for the client. Or but, like, ra but rather than buying 10 things at once, when you start with those two, uh -huh. you quickly figure out, what is that third tool that I really need? Oh, exactly. You know, versus exactly. the other, the next four. Right, right, right. Cause when you have it, it's uh, like- What were the two tools you started out with? I just had a trimmer, I had a wall detailer, I had that trimmer. A wall that's detailer? The, yeah, that's the first one I ever had. And I was actually lucky because it was a really good trimmer. Okay, that's the first trimmer? That's solid, man. That's people's good trimmers nowadays, too. Uh, so exactly. You did all right. Yeah. <laughs> How do you yeah. know? Somebody put you onto it? Yeah, well, my cousin was a barber. Okay. So, uh, and what was luckily the enough, I got to pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, he told me, hey, go get this clipper. Right. And okay. I tried it, so I was like, oh, yeah, this is solid. And I tried a lot of other, one, a lot of other ones, but. I really like that one the best. Like, Just pretty versatile. Yeah, and I still use it to the I mean, to this day, yeah, it holds up. It's you, actually, what was your first, you said again? I mean, my first club. That was, man, really I, like, pretty I, cool. I, that was from Walmart. What was you it? Know, uh, I don't know. The Walmart so, so, Clipper so, Special. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was Wall, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the Walmart Clipper Special. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It had all these different guys, a barber in a box. You know, it came yeah. with everything. Yeah. You know, you came with dull scissors, yeah. comb <laughs> clips that fell off. Yeah. You know, the clipper would dull out, the blade would move. You'd have to like weld that thing pretty much clamp sometimes. Oh, I'll use a, like, I'll use a butter knife to screw oh, the yeah. blades back oh, together. Yeah. <laughs> For so, how long? For how long did you do it like that? Oh man, so I've been cutting my own hair since like junior high school. Right. I lived down on the Russian River. There's no barbers out there messing with my hair. And that's kind of what got me thinking like once I was done with uh, especially college, like I'm just gonna do this. I already kind of been doing that, you know, for myself in this town, you know. So I remember wall clippers, the brown and black joints, old school. Didn't have the oil to keep them going, so I would use like mom's cooking oil. <laughs> hey, Pam, Pam works great. You know what I'm saying? I, I put some cover together for Pam, for I'll sure. I stick the butter knife in between the two blades to get it popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then pull it out, I'm like, yeah, we could. And I'll just go straight <laughs> ball. Straight ball. That's back when Jordan was doing his thing. Ball was the high <laughs> Ball was the ball, haircuts was the thing. So I was killing it. Yeah. So before I, like this is my side of hair, <laughs> before I stepped foot in this shop for the last couple years, my wife's been cutting my hair and she does a pre pretty decent job, nothing like this obviously. But before that, before I met her, I, I'm assuming it came from Walmart. It was a wall that came in a little plastic box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the parts well, that you need. And I just once over the head over and over again. I'm like, I'm good, call it good, go out and do your job. Um, what was the longest piece that you started with that you still have that you use? What's like the, the piece, uh, like some tool or equipment that early I, I, on you I found that you never let go of? What's that? I said both of my first clippers. 
But do you still use? I don't them? use the Clipper. Oh. It's just a, it was a wall a Clipper from Walmart that Mark hated. Yeah. <laughs> He's shaking his head over here like I started it, <laughs> and he was like, "Bro, what are those?" I'm like, "Bro, trust me, I can do good characters with these." Guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to like uh, fine tune. And <laughs> I remember zero guys that hit better than any any Clipper right now. I remember that you showed up. You're like, "Yo, check it out. I customized my Clipper. You took the lid off. And you spray painted it white, uh, <laughs> and, then it, and then it started flaking." <laughs> This is when Instagram first started, and I ain't know no ideas. I was just trying to be cool. You still and have it? That's a, that's an Instagram post right yeah, there. Take a I, picture of that and be like, me and Mark Howard is called a Clipper graveyard. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, all the old Clippers we kind of just keep in like a, this special like box or bag. And so we kind of, it kind of like memories, you know. If you're a barber nowadays, I'm sure you have a Clipper graveyard to this day. Yeah. I know. Hey. I, I know. I have old blades from Clippers and. Crack snap and you know, you know what you call it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It actually, um, if you guys if you guys have a lot of leftover clippers, um, I have a couple guys on Instagram from Africa that can hit me up, and they actually need clippers out there. Heck so yeah. If you guys got any followers from Africa or um, any any country or anybody that just wants a pair of clippers to get started, man? Yeah. And they just sitting around, donate them. Yeah. I mean, Mark, Mark, hey, Mark got a client, right? He's a little kid, and he and he wants to be a barber now. Like, maybe not seriously, but right now it's like he likes. He's like, damn, I, I want to be a barber when I grow up. And that's, up. That's kind of cool. So Mark gave him a pair of clippers. Gave him a pair of clippers, set him up, got him right. I gave him, you know, these um, what they call the wall nuggets. Wall nuggets, yeah, that's what they are. They're they're about the size of a child's hand. You know, I thought they were weird looking, so I bought them. I used them a couple times. They were hitting it for me, but you know, for a little kid, I was like, hey, go for it, you know, right on. And you know, the cool things, you know, I talked I talk, I talk to, you know, I'm good friends with his, with his dad, you know, and he's actually cleaned up his dad a couple times and actually, you know, used the clippers on him. You know, uh, he says that um, sometimes he goes home, he likes to go, go home, grab his clippers, Look in the mirror. He puts gold chains on because because he, he likes how Josh has gold chains. And, and he just stands in the mirror and he and he just rocks the Clippers because he you know like me and Josh are a big influence on him. You know he he you know he he likes how it is. So you know that brings me to something that I've seen in this shop as I've showed up. One, what y'all are doing as far as transforming this into your shop is amazing. I was fortunate enough to come here when I walk in the front door and you almost walk into the other wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, oh where is everybody? So, yeah, that, that transformation was one day we were leaving the shop, Josh, Mark, come up to me and was like, yo, we got to take these walls out, and, and otherwise we got to leave, you know what I mean? We got to move to another spot. So, now it's like buying another business again, you know? Either you're going to renovate the shop, or you're going to go start a whole new one, move everything and start over. So, I asked the landlord... Myself, I come from a construction background. I asked the landlord if we can, you know, knock out both the walls and I would pay him a little bit extra on the on the rent because I knew I was gonna make that money back by having the space to have more barbers in there yeah, yeah. as a business move. Absolutely. So uh, the landlord wants more money, I need more money. The barbers that I have is like, I'm about to leave if this don't happen. So uh, I started getting quotes from general contractors 
and their quote was just way too high. Yeah. It was like ten to eleven thousand dollars to take two walls out. And I'm like, man, one of the walls is just, it's not even load bearing, it's just hollow. I could just knock that out myself. And then there's apartments above us. So the, the next wall that we took out was load bearing. So I did a lot of research on YouTube. I actually got a general contractor, which is a buddy of mine. Uh, and I was look like, it over, hey, make sure it's yeah, all work it over, look it over, make yeah. sure that we have the proper high beam yeah. that goes up to support the weight above. And, you know, it's pretty, it needs to be engineered. Absolutely. So um, yeah, yeah. I got an engineer, we knocked it out, and me and my four of my buddies and my contractor both did it. It's, it's time or money. You get the choice of what you're going to spend. And, like, if you have the experience and time, put it in because the money you can put to other things, right? Um, you, you both mentioned, like, the, chance, the opportunity to bring in other people. What I see here since I've been showing up is uh, ongoing mentorship. I'm seeing a lot of new people coming in to your shop and starting their careers. Right. Why? And tell me more about why y'all are adopting this mentorship, app, uh, you know, opportunity, and how are you bringing folks in? Well, I mean, I feel like, I mean, we could all speak on it, but I started. I, I named it the Royal Barbershop or Society of Gentlemen, is because I feel like. Um, I grew up not really having a dad around, right? And when you go to a barbershop or you go to a town, the barbershop is really the first thing that you get information. It's like, it's like the, you, you go to your haircuts, the main spot. And I wanted to like create a brotherhood within the shop that we can all mentor each other. Because there's some things that I'm going to be good at that Mark or Josh is not good at. And vice versa, right? So, um, I think when you're doing good things and you're mentoring people and you have you coming from a good spot, good intentions, good things happen. It's just you give back, it just comes back forward. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like my whole. That's how I get down. So how have y'all brought in the other barbers so far? What was that? Huh? How have y'all brought in the other barbers and working with so far? Well, pseudo. I know. I used to cut Alex's hair. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of how that started. I cut Alex's hair when I was cutting at the apartments. Yeah. And Alex used to come to me like every week. And then eventually he stopped coming to me. I was like, whatever happened to Alex? Um, so I asked one of a couple of his friends. He's like, oh yeah, he's cutting his own hair now. And he's cutting hair on the side. I said, oh, that's dope. So when I first, when I started working here, I ran into Alex again. And I was like, oh, you still cutting hair, bro? So I didn't even know how serious he was about it, but he was pretty serious. So I'm like, Hey, come come to the shop um, if you if you really, like trying to like get your license and go to school, because um, I already knew about the apprenticeship program, right? So I, I always tell tell the guys that I meet, I'm like, if you're really serious about barbering and you, you think you're ready to work now, the apprenticeship program is dope because you can work while you're actually in the shop. You don't have to go to school first and then start working after you're actually able to make money while you're in school, and that's the program I went through, so it was dope. So that's big for teens and young adults. It's like the idea of being able to make a career as you're learning. Like so I feel like important. on the job training is like one of the best ways to learn anything. Yeah. Like, hey, I mean, I don't feel like, how can you not? I feel like that's one of the most effective ways to learn. I've had so many friends and family, like my own brother, who like uh, a lot of time, myself too, traditional school 
can fail you in different ways. Yeah. And then you get into, like you said, apprenticeships or jobs where you're learning while working, while making a living. Yeah. Even if it's a meager living to start, right. just a little, enough to get by kind yeah. of thing. Like they have apprenticeships for a lot of different careers. I didn't even yeah. know that. Like I mean, plumber, plumbers, electrician, yeah, yeah. trade, trade, trade schools. A lot of that in the Midwest is big trade schools. I think California needs to adopt more of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know. You're not gonna learn how to do a haircut by reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can't read a book and then be like, yo, what's up? I can fade anything now. Right. Yeah. It's like no, you have like it's it's a hands-on career. You know, you really got to get in there, get your hands dirty, and actually yeah. make it happen. And it's a school you have to yeah. keep fresh, right? right? right. And the like, school we went to, me and Mark, the school me and Mark went to, you weren't learning how to cut hair. You were right, learning how to pass the test. That was pretty I mean, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's most, most that's schools. most schools. Most schools, they teach you sanitary, they teach you yeah. book smart, you know, like. They you, want you to pass the test, and they know that you need to, like, learn, like, know certain things to pass the test. Like, you don't need to know everything, like, as far as doing a certain kind of thing. You need to know the basics, right? Because from the basics, then you can grow. Right? How, how are y'all attracting the other folks that you work with in this shop, how are you attracting the people that you're seeing as like, they're putting in the time, they're the, putting in the cuts. The barbers? Yeah, cause like what I'm seeing is oh, the folks man. that are working here, they're on Instagram constantly posting. I'm looking, I'm like, how many heads did they cut today? Well, like my thing is, I like, we when, I do something, when I do something and it works, I, got, I want to share it with my coworkers and my peers so that they're able to like, gain success too. Everybody's so like, scared to help other people be successful. Collaboration over competition. Oh, all day long. Yeah, like, like just because you're successful doesn't mean I'm gonna be less successful. Like, help a brother out. You know what I mean? Like, help out your your coworker. Help out your neighbor. You know what I mean? It's like teamwork makes dream work. Right. Yeah. 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 Especially like within your own establishment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't you want the guy you work with ten hours a day next to you? To like do it. I just said to somebody, I would work digging ditches if I like the guy I'm next to, right? All right. Or, yeah, the person yeah. I'm next to. Yeah. Especially if the guy next to you is going to tell me how to make my job easier. Exactly. And how to be better at it. Right. So and they like, also give me clients. Right. Like, a lot of the new barbers coming in is already, there's a clientele already, a clientele base already walking through the door. So if a new barber comes in, now he can work under Mark and JD and get that those extra skills that he wasn't getting at another barbershop or from the school. And then on top of that, because Mark and Josh are established, there's clients walking in. So like you said, you see these guys on Instagram all the time because that's something that I that's worked for me. You know, yeah. so I like dude, get on Instagram, promote yourself, like constantly like use that out use the outlet. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not, I'm not saying that's the only thing you need to focus all your energy on, but like... But it's a part of the job. It's part of the job. Don't forget it because if you do, you're, you're, sh you're cutting yourself short. You know what I mean? You're yeah. losing out on potential opportunities to communicate with, with the clientele base that you don't even know is out there. Yeah. You know Most barbers, it's like you rent a chair. So you putting yourself out there on Instagram is promoting your own business because at the end of the day you own that chair. Right. Well, because that so along those lines with the social media thing, because that's kind of where this kind of came together for us and why I'm glad to be a part of it is like I just see the power of like we have a, a recording studio in our hands in our pockets these days, and so how can we promote what we're passionate about? Um, but even along those lines, of, let's take away the social media and the media part of it for a while. Like the thing I noticed when I look at those feeds is also like, 
you've got people who are passionate about what they're doing. You're bringing in people who are doing the work. They're not just showing up being like, you know, like I kind of want to learn, maybe. Like, so how are you attracting that energy? I the just, other people who are showing up and working with you. I mean, you got to put the energy out for people to notice it. Yeah. And then yeah. when, you, when you're doing that amount of energy and then other people see it and they want to push that energy, they see your energy doing that and inspires them right. to put more work into it and then do their own thing as well. It's yeah. like, it's so, like um, we gotta be, like me and Mark, we gotta be the examples. We gotta be the leaders. So it's like, I was watching ESPN today and they're like, hey, if you got this guy on the team, right? This is talking about Kyrie Irving. So like Kyrie Irving is the best player on the team, right? He wants to be a leader, but he comes out to the game and he doesn't play like the leader. He gives you seven points. So he's not the leader because he's not leading by example. So it's me and Mark's job to lead by example. So like you said, if we want people that are passionate, we gotta be passionate about it. Cause if not, they're gonna be like, well, these guys are regular, you know what I mean? Like regular guys, they're not really, I don't really have to like, we're not being an example for them. Like, You're setting the bar for them. We're setting yeah. the bar, yeah. Yeah. exactly. You said it perfectly. That's exactly what I was meaning to say. Yeah. We have to set the bar because we have like, these guys, if we're the ones teaching them, but we want to teach them to be as good as we are. But we have to, like you said, Mark, Mark said, put in the energy. Yeah. So there's another thing too, like another aspect that I bring to the shop and and to get those young guys coming in to fill the energy and like the vibe is this program called Youth Action. Yeah. We give back to the kids. Yes. We go out and we give free haircuts to the kids uh, in the community, uh, and and that's something that kind of helps us get out there as well. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen this shop give back so much to you guys. I, like, I rolled in here, I was doing a project, a workshop with some teens, and y'all gave me a free haircut to give away on raffle tables and stuff right. like that. You're always giving back. Like, you know, give more than you get, because then, you know, it just comes back to you, right? That's right. You, you mentioned before that energy. Um, you went from that nomadic lifestyle to what uh, both these fellows have said about you is that consistency, that backbone. That's a bit of a shift where you're, you know, traveling the world and kind of going in different directions to the person I've gotten to know as someone who is here. You're here doing the work when it needs to get done. You know, there's times when other people don't show up and miss out. Like, how did that shift happen for you? Where did you go from that? Or maybe it wasn't even a shift. Like, what is the difference or the similarities between living that nomad lifestyle to showing up when the hours need to be there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been a tough one for a long time. You know, there's a lot of times where, you know, I miss just grabbing my backpack and jumping on a car and going where, wherever the wind takes me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'll always have that in my heart, you know? There's, there's times I just want to run around and just do my thing. But the great thing about this career is there is opportunity all around this world. There is somewhere to go. There is always a new competition. There is always a new barber shop. And the cool thing about barbers is I can go to some random city, show up to a barber shop, let them know I'm a barber, and you can kick it with them all day and hang out at the shop and they're welcoming and whatnot. And you know, you just pick each other's ears and hang out, or there's competitions in, in multiple cities. So I mean, you know, like you know, I mean we, we, we travel a lot of you know as barbers and try and get around as much as we can, you know, when we can, when it's right. So you know, the cool thing about it is, you know, the nomadic life and barbering is like, they really go hand in hand. That's actually a you great know? point. Like, I, I didn't even recognize until I met y'all and what you're up to, like, and I started seeing it on your feed, Josh, where it's like, how many shops does this guy work at? 
<laughs> like, how have you turned your travel and working in different shops? Because, like, I've been, I, you know, with tattoo shops, you always hear about, like, artists coming in and doing a, you know, hanging out there for a while and being in the shop while yeah. they're visiting. Yeah. What's that been like for it's you? Called it's, a, it's called a guest spot. So okay. That's something that's pretty common in our um, career, too. Like, but not everybody does it, right? A lot of people don't know about it. Because yeah. it, like, like, like I said, Barbara got so many opportunities, but people limit themselves to, like, like, the 1% of it. Yeah. Which is just standing behind the check right here. So how do you end up traveling? Shops? So I just, it all started for me at Bar Battles. Like, we go to Bar Battles, we meet people from different cities. So it just starts with me, like, as far as, like, becoming friends with these guys from different cities that I meet at these battles. And eventually, I end up going to the shop, visiting, and then I'm like, yo, maybe I want to stay out here for a weekend. Hey, buddy, uh, for example, I have my boy Steve's that works in L.A. Hey Steve, what's going on, bro? Um, you think I could, you think I could guest spot at your shop, shop this weekend? I want to uh, hang out in LA. Uh, I thought I'd do a couple cuts, cuts while I'm up there, you know, a couple haircuts. And it's as simple as that. But it all comes with the networking, just meeting these people at the battles, become building the relationships, you know, yeah. becoming friends with these people. Um, and every time you're there, you're dropping the name Royal Barber Shop. Like, yeah. so it's just rising you're time yourself, you're sworn yourself, yeah. you're, you're, you're making new connections, relationships, which I feel like is one of the most important, like, things in, in business, period, especially in barbering, you know, like, building relationships with people is going to help you endure your career and, and enlarge it and expand what you're doing. Because yeah. there's so many things that I never even thought would you could incorporate in barbering. Like building a brand, like producing different kind of products for the barbers to utilize, um, providing a specific service. Like, for example, you can be a, a, a scissor sharpener. As long as you know a thousand barbers, you have a thousand customers. There you go. And, I, and, I, and a lot of those people that start doing those businesses were originally just barbers. Yeah. They do were nine to five barbers, right? And they're like, dude. Maybe I can cut hair one day a week and do this six days a week. Cause I already know a thousand barbers that I've went to, been to all these battles. Everybody wants sharp shears, right? Right. So let me get the equipment to start sharpening the shears. I hand out my cards to all these barbers, and and, and next thing you know, if somebody has a new a new uh, venture within the barbering industry, all because they went to these events and, and was a barber at one point, which allowed them to see all the the new opportunities that each industry offers, not only barbering. So yeah. it really blew our mind from a business standpoint because we, we sometimes limit our thinking to just the 1% and there's so much more to the pie as far as any industry. Well, it's just like having your barber's life, your barber license, it's a life tool bag, like tool for your tool bag. Right. You know what I mean? Like Mark said, you can go anywhere and get a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then from what Josh is saying, it's like you, you have that that life that tool in your tool bag, and you're gonna just build off of that. So it's a good way to life. That's great foundation. It's foundation, a stepping stone. Like yeah. it's, it can open. Like it's crazy how one thing that you do and you love can open up doors for a lot of other things that that you also love that you can incorporate into that one thing, that foundation. You know what I mean? Which for me is Barbara, Mark, Dante. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's collaborating with the things that yeah, you, you really them. enjoy. Yeah, we, we, we all we all we all have our backbone. We all have barbering as our backbone, but we also have so many other things that we do as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, like 
a huge fashion, you know, a, a fashion blow up started in the barber industry. You know, these barbers changing, you know, they're, they're, they're cutting hair and, you know, and like they made, they made that, that, that little bit of money just to open up their, their, their new fashion brand now. So now they got a clothing company and now they're going to barber battles, dropping it, they're running booths with their clothing company, you know? And so it's like, Hey man, like, yeah, I'm a barber, but I also got this too. And so now they're, you know, they're, they're still cutting doing their thing, but they also have another business that blew up off of their backbone. Like Just, a, lot, a lot of people don't even think about that. Like, all right, for example, you went to a bar battle, right? Yeah, and yeah. Was that your first bar battle you went to? Uh, yeah, the first okay. full one, absolutely. So that's one thing that people don't like. They don't realize, like, at these bar battles, there's a bunch of these vendors. Yeah. And all these vendors are pretty much barbers. They, they rooted from Barbie, they started their own brands. And I think it's cool because they bring us something brand new to the industry. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's always cool to go to battles and just check all the, all the vendors too and support them because they, they were all barbers at one point. They bring us something new to the industry. Like, I think it's dope. When I started catching the, the showcases, the battles, mostly on your feed uh, and just like after being introduced to the shop, my first thing I thought, I was like, oh, it's like tattoo conventions. I get it, like, like I saw that, but I had no idea they existed. Right. And then, even at y'all showcase two weeks ago, seeing all those booths of those companies, like, you could tell they were in the hustle of getting it going. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, and, and, and not only those booths, like, we're talking about Christian DJing, like, right. people MC and people taking the things they love to do and just combining them in different ways that we don't always think about. Right. And then everybody helping each other out. Right. Yo, yeah. Shout out to uh, dude that's got the, the battle that we're going to on June 23rd in Seattle. Hey, you're talking about my boy Jesse James and, yeah. her, and her and her, her the her, barber. Her the barber, go check him out. That's that's like kind of what you're saying. And he's a, like, he's a good soul and he brings a lot of that energy to the table like that. I, yeah, I he tried, to, he tried to do that. So me and Dante got, and Mark got invited to go to Seattle for a bar battle. Um, Mark's actually gonna be hosting the beer battle. Nice. Beer um, God, what's up? Yeah. yeah. And nice. Uh, so Herb got, he, me and Dante got the division. Um, don't give it to him yet. Nah. <laughs> Don't give it to him yet. That's a teaser yeah, for next episode. <laughs> we, want, we want to combine music and barber, man. So I like it. Her, like her, her kind of see that. So we're going to be out there. We got a little something playing Plan to go out there. And, right. and, and collab and bring this music and barber. Bring music and barber. Okay, did you say June 23rd? June 23rd. There might be a random chance that I'm in Seattle. Because that's about what I'm doing. Hey, oh, oh, yo, yo. Yeah, I got family up there. Live podcast, Seattle. Again, yeah, right on the floor of the show. Listen yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we we get a live studio audience going. Right, yeah. right. Do it at a table. Bonafide, yeah. 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 like, like, by the First take on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. We're gonna be out there supporting them guys, man. We we gonna we gonna be actually be on the road a lot here coming soon. We got uh, April 7th will be in LA, April 14th will be in San Jose for the Della Bay Bar Battle, and then after that we're going to Seattle to the Yeah, with, so with all this, I think this is kind of a good wrap up for our first episode. Um, just going around, tell us your usernames, where people can find you when they're not listening to this or not catching us on video or the live stream later. Like, because at this point, what I really want to do is make sure that we keep this going because I really feel a good energy here. and. Those of you catching this later, 
in the comment sections, hit these guys up directly. Where do you want us to take this? What information do you want? Like, how can we help and support? Well, you're, I mean, you've heard all this yeah. talk about help and support. Yeah. Like, how can we help and support? I think that one, one of the next episodes that everybody needs to look out for is getting a little bit into the business side of finances and taxes. Yeah. 1099s. A lot of people don't even know what 1099s are. Yes. And hey, so what's it cut off for taxes? Is it in April? Well, you can get an extension, but it's April 15th. There you go. Yeah. So, it, and so, so we're going to try to sneak in a, a, a quick uh, little episode about the business side of barbering. Because Super that's, important. a lot of us are not really aware about a lot of the business side of it. And I've just become more conscious to it just through like talking with Dante and talking with a lot of other barbers that have been in the game a, long, a lot longer than me. And, um, it's really important because we go through a lot of money that we don't even know. Yeah, because right. it's cash, but like 90% is, is cash. So like we need to like learn how to like manage it a little better. Well, a lot of people think- Put it in the right place. Yeah, a lot of people think that you're only supposed to have a checking and savings account, but you can have a business account, you can have a checking account, you can label that checking account, a fund account, right? This other account is labeled tax account, I right? Mean, you want to get it, it's like we could go deep on another right. episode because this is my bread and butter. Because like, I'll, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, like if you're listening to this, whether you're a barber or not, like this is savings life. accounts are free to open. Get, get one for your next car, get one for your next business, get one for your next iPhone, whatever you want to buy. Like right. get one for that future plan and then get one for the emergencies, like the cash stronghold, money you right. save for when it goes not the way you plan. Or barbers get but, sick. Yeah. If a barber gets sick, exactly, you're not making it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think that's a great episode to have. Um, where, where can people find you? Can you say it out real quick? Just so I'm at uh, MBG Music by the Gram. MBG underscore Music by the Gram. Instagram video. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep. I'm at uh, J.D underscore Barber on Instagram, and I got a new repost page. It's uh, JD Barber Mixtape. We're bringing music and barber together. Um, let me repost some of the best working videos, and at the end of the week, we're making a mixtape of all the best work. So we're gonna look out for that. Yes, yeah. We can find you, sir. Catch me at Scissorface the Barber on Instagram. Yeah, check me out. Yeah, nice. And I'm Greg Gates Jr. at Greg Chats Cash. I talk about money stuff in ways that help most of us because we aren't taught this. As y'all know, you gotta learn it right. by doing it. Right. And, and, and finding the right people like yourselves right. who are here to help and push other people off. Right. Definitely. Right. So thanks. This is a great uh, sheer effort. We think maybe. I don't know. I like the name, but we'll see. We haven't even talked about the name of this thing yet. But uh, welcome. Thanks for joining us here at the Royal Barbershop. Please let us know what you think. Give us feedback. We're always looking for it. Constructive criticism. Drop it. Thanks. Yep. We're in there like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>